Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. Forty-seven years ago, on September 20th, 1973, Billie Jean King battled Bobby Riggs in a tennis match that became known as the Battle of the Sexes. Several years later, King announced that she was a lesbian. That was a time when women's rights began to be protected, allowing women to feel freer to express themselves, to achieve equality in a variety of areas. Many people feel that over the past few years, some of those protections are being dismantled. On this episode of Burning Bright, four poems about women. Laurie Barton said that when she was growing up, there was a very narrow beauty standard for American girls. She said she's grateful that more people now embrace physical beauty in all its diversity. Here's her poem, Nordic Dolls. Gretchen Hoff had sky-blue eyes, and so did Iris Schroeder. Blue eyes as essential as long blonde hair, though Sandy would do, if your figure were good, or even if blue-eyed, brunette. Blue eyes, the mark of superior beauty and breeding. Strong boys would wrestle in front of a crowd, breaking bones to score a perfect Nordic. With your glasses and mud-colored eyes, you walked home alone, dateless and promless, a box of old strudel for comfort. One Mexican girl had a crush on Tom Vogel, ruddy and tall as an SS commander. She had a knockout body and waist-length hair. So Tom groped her in the dim parking lot of the Lutheran church, but invited Gretchen Hoff to the senior ball, where they floated pink and blue, blonde and blonde, as perfect as a river lined with castles. Laurie Barton's poem, Nordic Dolls, from Passager, issue 62. Next, from Passager, issue 69, Kathleen Cohen's poem, Naming. My daughter and her wife rescued a tomcat to companion the sweet, aged female who prowls through their house. Eli, our grandchild, age four, named the cat Samuel, then declared it a girl. Lately, we've been crawling beside the felines, comparing their underbellies with reference photos. But Eli insists, as if enlightened in a dream. He says... Samuel will tell us she's a girl when she's older. Kathleen Cohen's poem, Naming. She said, It's a wonder to see how young children learn to conceptualize the world, in this case concerning power, agency, and self-definition. Diane Woods Ashley said that her poem, The Women's House, came from a dream that contained images of her grandmother's house on Cape Cod. When I sleep, my mothers move about my house, my mother's mother sparkling the kitchen, setting her crystal apple pie on the moist counter. No one sees her go to bed or get up. Look, my sister's daughter points, her apron is growing from her shoulder blades. My own mother hides under the sofa, no one can coax her out but she giggles when we bounce on the cushions and burps and falls asleep without brushing her teeth. My father's mother arrives while I am sleeping. Her trunks are made of porcelain. She's been to China and to Greece, visiting herself in a former life. She has sent my sister on a quest to an unknown country. 
I want to touch the faint mustache of this large grandmother, but she won't cuddle. She has exotic gifts, all for my sister. In the morning, I can't remember where everyone is. I wash my daughter's face, and so many eyes stare back. I wonder who I am really taking care of, and when will I see my sister again? The Women's House, Diane Woods Ashley, from Passenger, Issue 67. We started this episode with a poem from Issue 62. We'll end with another one from the same issue. Laura Secord said she wrote her poem, The Shadow Blasters, after a float trip down the Little Cahaba River. There were two old women spitting cherry pits against the sky, causing a hailstorm in the middle of July. Two bold old women, big and round, laughing and cackling together as they run. Two ancient bread dough kneaders flop on tire tubes downriver, their floating thighs like dumplings in a tide. Two all-you-can-eat old women drift downstream to a place where they can bleed again with dripping maiden red. They flow by sunning turtles, and their sweet blood trail entices horn-shelled nibbles to their fleshy hinds. Oh, explosive vessels riding lazy riverway, and oh, their ravished banter three-toed boxers splashing, two old women laughing, turtle lips snapping, cheers and clapping, and oh, the clamoring shadows running away in fear, far from the thundering path of two old women. Laura Secord's poem, The Shadow Blasters, she said she was trying to create a mythic tale celebrating the joy and power of women's friendships. To subscribe to or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Audible, and a host of other podcast apps. Thanks to Passager intern Shira Siegel for researching and writing this episode. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passenger staff, I'm John Shore. (laughs) 